Hello guys and welcome to another episode of the uh, Joe Rogan Podcast Review where I review um, all of the Rogan Podcasts for the week, uh, sometimes in groups, sometimes on their own and sometimes um, I will do like a weekly recap where I have a guest on or a fan of Joe Rogan and uh, they get to talk about what they liked for the week and um, you know kind of how it's impact their life and and what positive uh, changes they've been able to make uh, because of his kind of message. And at the end of the day, it's just to have some fun with it. I always have more questions. Three-hour podcasts are a long conversation. And, you know, I'm always thinking of other things. And, and I love to get feedback from other people that that listen to Rogan and, and are, are a fan. And um, there we go. That's, that's how I put this show together. So this episode was for uh, Jeffrey Miller. Uh, so he's a UNM professor, and uh, pretty cool, actually, because I went to the University of New Mexico. Uh, I don't know who Jeffrey Miller was, but uh, it was podcast 1173, and really interesting guest. I really like listening to him. He's an uh, um, evolutionary psychologist. Um, so, you know, really, he just kind of he studies human behavior through time, you know, kind of how we've evolved and uh, knows a great deal about it and really insightful, very interesting guy. He was on one of Sam Harris's podcasts, which I, I haven't had time to listen to, but I really do want to. And uh, I've heard people speak highly of it. And, um, I, you know, I'd imagine if Sam Harris has had him on, he's a well thought out uh, individual. They jump right into it. Uh, Joe brought up the Bill Cosby going to jail thing. And, uh, you know, Jeffrey Miller, um, chimed in a bit with that and uh they get they kind of get into like the taboos of sexuality and and how in a sense you know bill cosby was seen as like uh obviously a very famous comedian but he was also seen as very pc you know he would berate other comics for their language and you know this their styles of jokes and and just really was um seen as kind of like a goody two-shoes, though had this awful, horrendous dark side um, that that it, it just made him... A, I mean, he's a monster. Like, there's no other way to look at it and to, and to think of this. I mean, think of five years ago. If somebody said, oh, the future is Donald Trump's your president and Bill Cosby is the most plurif, plurif, pl prolific serial rapists of all time you'd be like what dimension are you from man that's not possible but here we are 2018s weird probably why joe rogan called his tour strange times because it is it's fucking strange times um uh an interesting thing that they talked about was uh kind of like how big porn is and how porn kind of worked its way into our society, really kind of getting heavy into into the like the early 80s when VCRs were first available. And, you know, you could get a hold of tapes, like crackly, scratchy looking tapes that people would copy over and over again. Just, to, you know, it was so blurry by the end, you could probably hardly make it out that there was even a breast in there. But people were doing it. And... Porn being what it is and being so taboo, I mean, it was like, you know, it was the religious right as as much as Jeffrey was saying that really held strong to that, saying that if we get a hold of porn or everyone can see it, the world would be obviously a terrible place. 
but you know you think about it today and god it's probably like 30 percent of all internet streaming is to look at porn i mean it's not like the world's got any worse you know nothing really makes you know it didn't make a difference it's just free access to oh what at least men are thinking about all the time i don't know it, it was kind of an interesting perspective on it and then they opened it up to the kind of what netflix is doing these days with the freedom that netflix allows and it's creating kind of like this emotionally insightful dramas that, that show a lot of the subtleties of human emotion and those shows are doing really well which which to jeffrey miller was a very positive reflection of of kind of human nature that people are paying attention you know to to complex dialogue in a sense that's what a drama some of the dramas on netflix are like i mean they really get you thinking i mean in a sense it would be worse right if just everybody was just watching the big bang theory and two and a half men and a bunch of other dumb shows like that it would say something like we don't want to think we don't want to be uh challenged we don't want to um kind of ask the questions and and really feel um you know obviously netflix is has been a fantastic addition to to us all in society i mean i'm sure everyone listening has netflix i mean i i don't know a person that doesn't it's just it's so good it really is and uh and yeah then they move on to twitter and what twitter has become and uh twitter is a is an interesting thing. I mean, me personally, I haven't used Twitter a lot. Obviously, Joe uses it a bunch and a lot of people do. Academics like to, you know, they like to share information on there. So Jeffrey Miller was talking about it. But he said the problem with something like that, it, you know, Joe was like, it's like throwing bombs over a wall. You know, it's like no one really sees where it came from. Whereas a more traditional way to communicate would have been like stories around a campfire, you know, back in the day, tribal days. And that makes sense. I mean, you wouldn't sit around a campfire with people, especially anyone physically bigger than you, and say some of the awful shit that people say on Twitter. But now they have that place to do it. And it creates kind of like it almost enforces like the nasty parts of you in a sense. So, you know, we all get frustrated. We all get mad. We all want to share our opinion. But, you know, I'd say to you guys, if, if any of you out there writing really nasty shit on Twitter, take a minute. Ask yourself why you're doing it. Like, it's less about what you're commenting on and just more about what's kind of going on in you, you know? At least that's that's kind of how I see it. It seems to be like that. Um, you know, I mean, really, the best way to talk is, is always like how Joe sets it up. Face-to-face, long-form conversations, you know? And it's really nice that they were talking about how... Um, it's really great that people love these long form conversations for learning because you'd almost think for a while, maybe the world was just going towards these like short one minute little clips of like hilarious crap, like football to the nuts that you see on Instagram. But, but that's not necessarily the case. Don't get me wrong. People like that. You know, you like to flick through it and get your little, little boost of, I don't know, serotonin or endorphins from watching some funny shit for a minute, something interesting. But then people also sit down and listen to hours and hours of like real conversation, like intellectuals like Jeffrey. And, you know, they're paying attention and they're they're coming up with these things. And it's, uh, 
um, you know, gets people asking questions. It's, it's really cool. Um, I, I like it a lot. Um, obviously, people want knowledge. You know, they really want, they want to learn. And, uh, you know, you're able to now. It's kind of like the free university thing. Uh, Joe also posted something quite funny. If you follow him on Instagram, he saw in a bookstore recently the Baby Feminist book. And it was a little baby with a bow and it had makeup on and was like blowing a bullhorn. And uh, it, it, Joe was just like ripping on it. He was like, it's fucked up that they, uh, that they have chosen her sex. He was kind of like playing the devil's advocate to this like new movement of like whether someone's a, you know, whether somebody wants to transition. And he's like, how can you choose her sex already? It's kind of kind of fucked up that they sexualize her with makeup and a little bow. And uh, it's quite funny, but the really scary part about it is I don't, Joe doesn't think that that book was ironic. It was actually meant to be like a real thing. And what the fuck? I got to see that thing. That's, that just sounds insane to me. Insane. Um, then he moves on to other types of acceptance. Like, you know, if somebody's overweight, you know, you don't want to pick on someone just for being fat, unless it's a good friend of yours and they, you know that they're going to take it okay. And you just, you know, you mean the best or you're just giving them a bit of shit. But, you know, the fact that you can't say anything about somebody being fat or like this fat acceptance. Because at the end of the day, Joe's saying they're an unhealthy person, right? They're unhealthy. They're probably lazy. They eat poorly. And it's, and it's bad just to not say anything or like maybe not say something, but just to ignore it is like not a problem because it's a health problem for that person. And without making them feel worse, they should... They should know, you know, they should be able to get that help. I mean, it's a mess. It's a mess when someone is, is super fat, you know. Uh, they talk a lot about the funding of things because obviously Jeffrey Miller does, does research and knows people that does it. There's never any funding for marijuana research, he says, uh, basically because the federal government doesn't support marijuana in any way. So you can't look at a drug like fentanyl or another bad opiate one and say, hey, C CBDs or THC medication can alleviate it because you can't go from a legal drug to an illegal one and no one ever give you any um, research money for it. And research money mostly comes from the federal government. I guess universities can do it, but they, they won't be given the rights, I guess, to study those things. Also, the same with sex research. Um just never gets any money because the senators shy away from it. People are worried that it'd be, it'd be used, you know, politically as like, oh, he funds sex research and it's just, it's bad politically. People freak out. Um, uh, one of the great parts of the podcast is Jeffrey is talking to Joe and vice versa about these robot brothels that are opening, right? So I guess there is, it's in Texas, there's a robot brothel opening. And that cracks me up. I'm just like, what the fuck? A robot brothel? I mean, hilarious. But then they get into, is it moral? You know, sex bots. Is it like, is it cheating on your wife or whatever? I mean, certainly it's better for an individual that can't get sex to go out and commit a crime that, you know, it's better than that they can have a sex bot, obviously. And, you know, but where does it end, right? Sex bots, they're talking about getting ones that look like celebrities, owning your own celebrity sex bot. I mean, it's endless. And then you're going to start modifying it. I mean, the future's going to be fucking weird as hell, for sure. 
it's it's really going to be weird. Um, moving on with the evolution of, of people and, and something that Jeffrey uh, was making a point about and really interested in was just how how much different we are when it comes to our communication than other animals. And I mean, in a sense, we're almost psychic from what he explained. I never really thought about it that way, but he says animals, even with the most complex language, only have maybe a few dozen words where humans have thousands. And for us, for most languages, I think 90% of languages can be spoken with about 450 of their words or 500. I heard that somewhere. But still, that's a lot more than any other animal, obviously. And it really does mean that we can describe things so much more clearly than what we're thinking about. And in a sense, it is kind of like psychic thought. And, you know, that's, that's pretty interesting, right? What does that mean? How does that change things? And, and how will language change in the future is what they got into, like maybe a universal language or something like that. Um, Jeffrey sounded like he was pretty disillusioned with the university system, which I thought was pretty fascinating. And he's saying that if he went into human behaviorism again, he wouldn't go through the university system. He'd go into Facebook, like not into academia. And he said he would do this just because Facebook has so much more data on human behavior. And he said they don't release it and he doesn't know what they do with it, but they're obviously using it to sell advertising space. But I mean, they really know how you think. And and this is something interesting. The other day I got some mail for my fucking like a different internet provider. And in it, the cheeky bastards put a little post-it note that said, call this number. And it had the number on. And it honestly looked like a little post-it note that I would make. And it was in with the letter. And what was interesting about it is if you just like kept one thing from it, you just kept that little post-it, you might not even remember that you didn't write it in time. I mean, fuck, I could forget that. And then all of a sudden, you just have this little post-it note to write a thing on. I mean, to think that they're not, you know, they're, they're marketing and advertising campaign and people don't, don't realize these things to just like trick us dummies into calling these numbers or behaving in a certain way is, is, is naive. I mean, of course they're doing it. Um, Joe, once they started talking about Facebook, Joe obviously was uh, making fun of uh, Mark Zuckerberg for being a robot. And uh, then he was like, oh, just kidding, uh, Mark, don't delete my, uh, my Facebook account, which is fucking hilarious. Um, always giving that guy shit. Mark Zuckerberg is kind of a weird dude. He seems strange. He seems he seems nice though. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. He's just like he's just odd. Uh, probably all billionaires are. Um, yeah, and they were saying in the future probably there won't be any universities as well. Um, so because it, it's like people are really messed up from it. It's so expensive. You know, uh, Jeffrey again is he's really conflicted about the skyrocketing tuition costs even though UNM is, is quite reasonable in price. That's why I went there. Uh, and a really good school too. But it's still expensive, you know, and almost all things can be taught now uh, in social psychology in the last so many years are kind of BS, really. I mean, universities are almost outdated and they're, they're too expensive. Um, it's almost like there's going to be a Netflix of college is coming and it's going to be tech-based, it'll be faster, cheaper, more effective, um, covering kind of like base laws of understanding too. Like, why do you procrastinate? What is discipline? Why do you do the things that you do? 
um, you know, just just more useful life events. I mean, all you're doing, and Joe Joe talked about this, is you just like you cram for these exams, you cram for them all, and then you fucking a day later forget everything. It's like so much of everything you learn is useless. I mean, it, it is. I can't think of like the calculus I've done. And, it, and it's like a joke while you're in there. Like, oh, when you're done with calculus, you'll never use calculus. You will never fucking use calculus, ever. It is absolutely useless unless you go into like high level math. It's just shocking that they even make it. It's like learning for the sake of learning, which saying that they should just teach you something else. I'm getting excited. I've had a lot of coffee, but geez, seriously. Um, one thing that I thought was really interesting when it came to, they started to talk about like evolution, mating, dating, all this, and the difference between like really sexy women and then like ones you want to marry. So there's ones you want to have sex with and then ones that you want to have children with. And something that Jeffrey brought up, which was interesting, is the problem is, evolutionarily, is the bad behaviors sometimes work and promiscuity works, which supports that. So if you think about it, if people in a society, I mean, the only reason promiscuous people would still exist is because it worked in the past and evolutionarily it, it exists. So it's something in a culture that we should understand and accept. And what does that mean? Maybe that swings back to the sex bots and uh, maybe there's a place for them. Maybe we all need a sex bot. Maybe I'll get a sex bot sponsor the next time I'm on. But anyway, that's it for that one. It was a great podcast. Really fascinating. Uh, you can learn a lot about, about human behavior, which is cool. That's what we're here for. So anyway, thanks for listening. As always, love you guys. Talk to you soon. Peace.